Well, welcome to Musings of an Extrovert. My name is Darvin Wentes, and my lovely co-host today is... Liana. What's your last name? Wentes. Yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> we are your hosts today. My lovely wife is joining me. Uh, today's episode is going to be a lot of fun, but before we jump in... I just want to say, as usual, please like, subscribe, go ahead and hit that bell. That way you can get notified every single time we drop an episode. If you're watching on Rumble, thank you for watching. Uh, And also, I just wanted to reiterate, we have a Patreon. So please, please help help support the podcast by going there. For $5 a month, you can help support us. We will be getting more content on to Patreon, stuff that will only be for people who are patrons of Musings of an Extrovert uh, and Muentes and Co. So I'm wearing my merch. If you want to get this merch, it's available at muentesco.com. So please go ahead and check it out over there. Uh, It is something that you could get uh, with a further tier in the Patreon. So uh, yeah, go ahead and check us out at the Patreon. Go to Muentes and Co., and just thank you for watching. Uh, today's episode is going to be a lot of fun. I love talking about this topic. Um, I love talking about finance in general. Uh, if you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch the last finance episode that I did. I was talking about uh, a couple different things with my friend Brian, uh, and we talked about 401ks, 403bs, your IRAs, your Roth options, your HSAs, your savings accounts. We talked about real estate, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun because I have another episode coming up soon uh, with a friend, Zach. He's in Pennsylvania. He's a real estate agent, uh, and he has his own YouTube channel, so we're going to be doing an episode together. Now, all that said... This particular topic that we're talking about today, what is it, babe? We're going to talk about budgeting. Budgeting, everyone's favorite topic. (laughs) Yeah. So, like he was saying, how he's liked this for a lot of, like, a long time, loves finance and all that. Well, I've newly become very interested in it, too, since we got married. Um, It's something very important to him, and I I can see the value behind it more, um, and I can see that it's just good. it just helps us to just understand these things for our future. All of it is intertwined with future and I think faith too. So it's just really great. Yeah. We'll get into all more of this all more of this stuff in a little bit. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's just really fun. Yeah. So we like I said, we talked about finance in another episode. We're talking about personal finance is really what we have been talking about, not just finance in general, because that's a huge world. Uh, but personal finance, it's super important. Uh, and your budget. This is something that a lot of people will throw to the side. They don't even think about sometimes. I mean, young people specifically don't think about it very much. Um, You know, you just came out of school. You got a new job. You know, you might be making anywhere from $35,000 to $50,000. If you're making on the higher end, you might be making $60,000, coming out of college. And you just... This is a lot of money that you didn't have before because in college you were skimping and saving and you you every penny you got you were using on your ramen, you know? Um, or if you are in a lot of these party schools, you're using it on alcohol, which how you afford all of that, 
well, I do know how you afford it. You use your student debt for it. Um, but it's still so much uh, of personal finance gets thrown out the window once you get your big salary after you get out of college. And the budget is something that is underrated by most people. Um, and so we're going to share a little bit about our experiences with budgeting. Um, so, uh, Liana, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. So I guess basically I'll start it out by saying our experience with budgeting coming into our relationship and marriage was very different. Um, I'll let him talk about his in a minute, but I personally never really had a budget. Well, not never really. I never did. I just always worked very hard and I would save a lot of money. I would buy things every so often, but the bulk of my attitude attitude towards money and income was really just putting it all into a savings account. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really do any of the investing or any of the other things um, that he talked about in the last episode. But yeah, so I just saved. Um, I also gave, but um, yeah, I just didn't really know exactly where my money was going. And I think that led to the mindset of, well, I don't really know like how much I'm spending because I don't have a budget, so I'm just going to save as much as I can. And I, looking back, I didn't really like that approach. I thought it was what was right then, but yeah, that was my experience then. Yeah. Um, and if you are like Liana in that sense, where you are just an incredible saver, I mean, I coming into marriage, I will be very, very frank. Liana was the better saver of the two of us. I came in with a lot of debt, um, you know, from a car and student loans. And I have been trying to get out of those debts over the last couple of years. So I've been following a, you know, a semi strict plan of trying to get out of it. But when we were dating, it was like, well, she was the most important thing to me not getting out of the debt. So I wasn't getting out of the debt during that time as much as I was before we were dating. Um, and so, and then now we're working hard on it again together and it's just better. Yep. And now we're projected to be out of debt by June, which is so exciting. And I think we're going to get there and we potentially might get there before June. So, you know, we're very thankful, uh, and I'm thankful to her because she brought in so much to throw at it. Uh, and that has been a huge blessing because we have been able to really like thrive together. Um, so my experience with budgeting um i'll say i started budgeting probably i mean i probably i probably budgeted light l-i-t-e uh as a little kid um you know whenever i wanted something i would save for it and i would you know i would put aside some money for that thing but then i also had money that i was allocating towards my gas money, allocating towards my uh, savings money, allocating towards my eating out money. Uh, because when I got a job, I was like, I can eat out now. I don't have to wait for my parents to you know, want to, <laughs> uh, which they never did. Um, they wanted to like on Sunday afternoons after church. And it was great though. I, I loved going out on Sunday afternoons, but I like eating out in general. A little bit more. Yeah. And so, just once a week. <laughs> yep. And so I would... I would put some money off to the side so I could do that. Um, and it was never written down, though. So I'll say that. It wasn't a true budget because I could keep it all up here, 
but there was no way of any um, amount of like a- accountability towards here's what I'm actually doing. So I would save for things and I was able to save for my first guitar. I saved up for my first Xbox, uh, saved up for all the different things that I wanted. And so, um, you know, I budgeted as a child light, L-I-T-E. Then when I went to college, um, I had I had a real frustration with a lot of the things that I was hearing about student loans. And um, I had known very little about debt at that time, um, but I knew Jesus and I knew that there's biblical wisdom uh, out there. And so um, I actually, one day I couldn't fall asleep in college. Have I told you this story? Uh, keep going because I actually don't think so, but okay. you might have. So uh, while I, <laughs> well, this is great. Um, <laughs> while I was in college, it was my freshman year. I couldn't fall asleep one night and I just could not for the life of me fall asleep. So I decided, I took my Bible, I sat out in the hallway and I started reading and uh, I'm reading a little bit. I don't even remember what passage it was that I was reading. It wasn't even on money. Um, like it was just, and though the Bible says a lot about money, actually, mm-hmm. I don't know what the, what the number specifically mm-hmm. is, but like the Bible talks or Jesus himself talks about money in so many places. Um, and uh, so, yeah, yeah. that and aside, I'll have, I'll have a lot to add about that in a little bit here because <laughs> I've had a lot of insight about that too, since we really started budgeting. Yeah. So, um, and so I was like, I couldn't fall asleep. So I decided to get out and read. And then I came back in, still couldn't fall asleep. So I got up and I did a budget. This was weird i sat down at my desk and i thought it was about the student debt that's what i thought was was what was weighing on my heart uh was the fact that i took out these loans that i don't even know that my degree will get me to be able to pay off all of those those loans Mm. in a reasonable period of time yeah Uh, and in my mind reasonable was like one to two years because it's just so like popular or just it's known that people are going to take like 20 years to pay off yeah yeah and and the way that the the government actually puts it on their site is you know within 10 years you know that's their that's the the schedule for a regular person that schedule is for 10 years of paying off that debt so if you have a hundred and ten dollar payment that hundred and ten dollar payment under the regular payment schedule is for 10 years of paying it so that's a long time of paying off debt and you don't realize the amount of interest you're paying on that degree which may not have even gotten you a really great starting salary and so that really weighed on me um and granted i have a marketable degree my degree is in marketing um and so that just think about a degree that doesn't have much market value and now you're elongating the period of time that you're going to be paying off on debt. So, um, yeah, I have a very marketable degree and I was worried my freshman year. Um, and so I sat down, did this budget and I was like, okay, if I make 30 grand a year, my budget was for $30,000 a year living in Virginia beach. And that is very, very little. Um, and that, that would be very difficult to live on in this area. I'd have to move away. Yeah. Because, Um, like just for one thing the cost of 
um, housing around here is very high, so that would take up a lot of yep. your monthly. Yeah, my first apartment here was eight fifty at thirty grand a year. I don't even know what that number is, but thirty grand divided by twelve months, it's not very much. And so you're probably in the realm of like twenty two hundred bucks, twenty five hundred bucks, something like that. And if you are spending, if you have twenty five hundred gross after tax, that doesn't look like much less it looks probably closer to 2200 at 2500 here in virginia beach you're spending half of your income on an apartment my first apartment was 850 so i can say it off of that one sure. at 850 that wasn't even in virginia beach that was in norfolk um and so for 850 a month that's half of 2200 just about and yeah. so like and you like he's told me and it's just wise not to spend half your income on your housing yeah yeah spending half your income on your housing doesn't leave you with much to do stuff with to make you more money in the future and it's not just about making more money it's about what you can do with that money and how you are setting yourself up for success um you know most people are really upset that they can't you know go and buy a house or really upset that they can't go and buy a car because cars are so expensive well, yes, I agree. I, I have agreements with that statement that they're just too expensive. But on the other hand, I also think that most people do not know where their money's going. And that is an issue. So I did a budget and let's get back to that. Um, I did this budget and it was on 30 grand and then I did one on 35,000 and I wanted to see how long would it take for me to actually pay off this debt. And I was like, man, I need to get a job. I need to not go into debt anymore. I need to lower the amount of debt that I'm pulling out of. Out of, And that's what drove me to then the next year I was an RA. So I had my housing paid for. So I took that as a way to reduce some of the debt that I was taking. Mm -hmm. That gave me a chance to get my feet kind of place to figure out where I was going to go yeah. to go work full time and just so make then, more relationship friendships yep. too on campus yeah and then junior year that's when I went full-time work full-time school and uh, so that's a whole other story and a did it of, online full-time online you can yeah, do it regent yeah so that's how it's doable yeah so I did all my my schooling online from then on and that reduced the amount of debt that I was going to be in out of school by a lot and so I was very thankful for that um, because that day when I did that budget, that really spurred me on to say, I need to go out. I need to go kill the gazelle and bring it home. Um, and so that happened. Budgeting is a like, it's a cool tool. And we'll show you how in just a little bit. We're actually yeah. going to walk through a mock budget at the very end of this yeah. episode. Um, but I want to talk about our budgeting experience together. Uh, because I've budgeted since, you know, probably I'll say very regularly since my junior year, because after that point, I started making a budget every single month yep. and I started learning how to make a budget where I wanted money to be going. And that actually was incredibly helpful. And I'll, I'll share this one last thing mm -hmm. before we jump in. Um, a budget will help you feel like you have more money than you thought you did. Yeah. And that is one of the coolest things about it because once you start seeing, 
oh, this money's going here, this money's going there. There's this miscellaneous subscription that's 60 bucks that I've been paying for. There's this other thing that I've been paying for that, like, why do I need that? Mm-hmm. Um, and you start seeing, oh man, I'm spending like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. on eating out every single month. Mm-hmm. What I need to reduce this. I need to to start eating at home more and use that money on the things that I want it to do. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want it to go to eating out every month, great. But you have to understand that money that you're spending on that eating out is not going to other things that could be making you money or other things that are more important. For instance, there are a couple things that people in the United States don't have, like an emergency fund. Uh, And then once an emergency hits, they go into debt because they rely on their credit cards. They rely on personal loans. They rely on things like that. Or they rely on their family and they ask their family for money to pay off all the the stuff and, and the emergency things. And then they're in debt. And then they start saying, oh, man, I have another payment And now you're shifting that money from the fun things that you wanted at one time to that not so fun thing called a, you know, loan payment. And when you could have had an emergency fund set aside to cover those emergencies, Uh, granted, there are big emergencies that come that sometimes your emergency fund doesn't cover all of it. And but that's a bigger problem than, you know, your car tire breaking. I shared that in the last episode. Car repair. We had to change all of the tires on my car. How much was that, Bill? Like um, almost a thousand dollars. It was almost a a thousand bucks. I was so shook, annoyed as can be, like like frustrated, frustrated because it was. I needed them for the car to be inspected correctly, and so we had to do it right then. We didn't really get to like plan for it. Yeah, I didn't get to plan, and you don't get to plan when big things come. Like that's that's the hard part about emergencies is that they come at the worst times, and we were able to pay for it. We just wrote the check, dealt with how annoyed we were. Yeah, and then we, we built up our emergency fund again. Yeah, that that's how easy it was. It was this this annoying pain instead of us having to then go get a credit card, yep. potentially forget about paying that credit card once yep. a month, or decide to use it as a debt vehicle to then allow us to you know build more money elsewhere. It removes so many of those obstacles when you have the money there and you can just go ahead and pay. Yeah. Um, so budgeting helps you do this because you can, yeah. like us, we set aside a certain amount for our emergency fund to continue building it. Yeah, it's like um, when you're doing a budget, it's like taking a little bit of money from like going out to eat or buying clothes, which you start to not even like really like miss it that much and then instead it's in this fund which helps you so much if you have an issue that comes up like that like it's just like a tiny bit of like oh I don't have as much money for this but then it's just it leads to so much like freedom I've noticed even in our short amount of time being married like having the budget um diminishes any like fights or strife about money one person spending too much on this and then you don't have money for that that doesn't happen when you have the budget and you both are like in in agreement to sticking to it so i think it just adds to a lot of freedom um and also it even helps you to just be able to be generous more yeah um because you know where everything is going you're not spending it all on clothes like 
I know a lot of people, girls and boys, sometimes we, or men and women, I guess we're not girls and boys anymore. <laughs> like, at least me, maybe not him, not him. But, like, I used to, or even sometimes get into, like, just wanting to buy clothes to buy them, and then it's, I'm getting rid of it, like, in a month or two, and so that's a waste, and so, yeah, it's just like helpful to have a budget so you're not doing that all the time yeah so with us too uh i talked with liana well before we got married and i was like hey you know like how do you want to handle our money um you know and we we talked about some things here and there um you know Mm -hmm. and asked her her feelings on debt um you know i have pretty strong feelings on debt and she does too. Mm-hmm. Um, he was asking all those questions too to just kind of see what I was wanting for the future. Like, do I care about having a house right away and then taking out a big mortgage, or is it okay if we wait a little longer? Just yep. different things like that. Yeah. Saving up for things versus just putting them on credit. Yeah. And these are important things to ask when, and for everyone who's in a relationship out there, um, I'd encourage you go ahead and have those conversations. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be right at the very front, but it can, it has to be before you decide I'm going to marry this person. Well, and just, you know, I don't think it's wrong to just even, even if you're like kind of in the mid range of, of a relationship just to see their perspective you don't have to bring it up in a way like how are we going to do this when we're married you can just say like what's your thought on this like when you're in a relationship you should be able to have those kinds of normal conversations and the other person should talk to you and if they don't want to because they're like whatever (laughs) just you should have those conversations. <laughs> yeah. She won't say it, but I'll say it. You should break up with them if that, because that's an important yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, they should it's just a very be willing thing. to share yeah. what they think, or even if they don't really understand it. Like, I didn't really understand everything. He he would be so kind to just kind of explain things, and then I could kind of share what I thought about it. And yep. so it's just wise, all about, and everything, like family, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, have those conversations you know, and yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be the way we're going to handle it, but see how they handle yeah. their finances. I knew very early on uh, that Liana was very frugal. Um, when she was living on her own, she kind of, I think, and you can you can tell me if I'm, I'm wrong about this. Liana didn't buy a lot of stuff until she started dating me. <laughs> uh, and then she started like getting a ton of stuff. Um, and it, she started saying she could spend a little bit more, but she... Before, I, still was sa- I still was saving a she lot. Was, yeah. I just, I was just kind of like, I was honestly a little bit in the like trying to like, I don't know what I was actually what I'm trying to say. Trying to impress me? Was that what you're trying to do? No, I think I just was like, oh, I finally. You're trying to like- impress me? <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> but I was, I liked, like, I really love giving gifts, and so I always wanted to buy things for him, and then, yes, I wanted like specific clothes or I I kept getting like sucked into what's kind of not as much trendy but just like what are people liking which I guess is trendiness (laughs) yeah so I just was kind of getting into that kind of stuff and we were eating out more so we were spending more on that yeah yeah and so uh, she she was very frugal and saved a lot um and I think that sometimes that can be a huge that is a huge advantage um, but what she didn't know was while she was throwing it all into a bank account, 
She didn't know what was going out and where it was going. Mm -hmm. Um, So because of how frugal she was, that really outweighed the, you know, the need for that plan. Uh, But I honestly think because she's she's loved having the budget since we've been married. Right away, I will say at times it was a little tough. Like, I liked most of it, but I kind of saw like if I spent all of the fun money line right away then I I could if I really needed it but like I didn't really have as much to spend so I'm just learning to kind of like go slower on that yeah and we and we had conversations very regularly like we were talking about you know oh hey here's what here's what I spent here's you know what what we have going on and then she'd be like she started getting. Uh, the, you should share that part. The about feeling like you just were starting making a plan for what you're going to spend yeah. all your fun money on. Um, but really, it was something that helped us when we started getting into our routines uh-huh. to see. Oh man, wow, we actually have some extra. We put a little bit of extra money into particular uh, places so that way we had some extra, and then we started saying we didn't actually need it as much. And then we started putting money elsewhere and uh, well and also having the budget too and being on the same page has helped us to really see see all that stuff and then just to be able to target the debt that we see yep yeah target the debt and then also target all of our other goals too um so we're gonna go ahead and show you uh a mock budget that we would do um i i also just want to say this too she is the best partner to do a budget with she listens uh she requests what she wants and what she wants to do and she comes to agreement with it and she like she and i work as a team so uh, this budget is not just my budget it's her budget it's our budget Mm -hmm. and so uh, that is really cool um you want a partner who wants to partner with you in all things in life and i have found that so I'm very thankful for that. Enough sappiness. Uh, So let's go ahead and jump in (laughs) to this budget. So let's look at the budget. So we made a mock budget together. uh, And we're going to put it together with you guys so you guys can see what our process is of putting a budget together. Um, So we're going to say that Liana makes $19.50. A month uh, and then that I make $25.99 a month so that would equal roughly about $70,000 a year mm-hmm. these are all adjusted for taxes um, so but just barely adjusted we gave it a flat tax on it um, and probably a little bit more than what we would be taxed as a whole um, so yeah we but this will give us a, an idea of how much we have to spend in the month, how much we are going to spend, and then we can see what our budget will come out to. Uh, so the total monthly take-home pay would be forty-five forty-nine, which is actually pretty good monthly mm-hmm. take-home pay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was more than I was making when I was single uh, in a monthly take-home pay. So uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so More well, than I was making when I was single, too. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll go ahead and we'll just walk through some of the things that we would do. Um, so kind of the basics of a budget. You have your income, which is how much money you have in your pot. 
and then you have all of your expenses, which your expenses are what go out of the pot every single month. So your goal in a month should be to give every single dollar a place to go, mm -hmm. whether that's going to be in savings or that's going to be into your stomach uh, in the way of food. Um, so uh, Or clothing in your closet. Or clothing in your closet, gas in your tank. All of those things yeah. are your expenses. So you want to list out what your expenses are. You might say to me, well, I don't know what all my expenses are going to be. They're all going to be different during the month. Well, I mean, yeah, you don't know how much it's going to cost to fill up your tank each time. You know a guesstimate around there, yeah. so you can put that down in your budget. And if you go over a little bit most months, then start adjusting your budget. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and walk through some of these things, and we can get to that in a little bit. So first, we're starting off the month with 45 49 I made a note that sometimes your budget is going to be made based off of the full amount that you get in a month. Uh, but in our case, for instance, we get uh, paid monthly in my case mm -hmm. and bi-weekly in her case. So she bi -monthly. gets... Bi-monthly. yeah. Yep. Every two weeks. Yeah. Um, and so she gets paid every two weeks. And so we don't have the full pot at the very beginning of the month. So we can't just go ahead and spend all of the money or pay that all we the have bills. in here or pay all the bills yep. right at the very front. Uh, though, a really great tip, something that I learned right away, pay all your bills right up front. Pay them all up front, then take whatever else you have extra, throw that at the stuff. It's not always going to be that easy, I know, and I've been there. It's not always going to be as easy as that. I mean, I used to get paid weekly, so I had to be really good at spreading out those dollars throughout the month to pay for particular things whenever the paychecks came in. Uh, but I did get really good at sticking to a budget and sticking to, hey, okay, this week I'm going to pay off or mm -hmm. pay my rent. Mm -hmm. And then next week I will pay, you know, for some lighting stuff. And I adjusted all of my payment schedules to fit accordingly, which you can do. You can actually request from your, your light provider to have a different date to pay. And you can just, you know, scrounge up a little extra money to pay for the difference if you have to push it back. Or if you're yeah. pushing it forward, then you just don't pay. They will, you know, prorate whatever amount you're paying. So it's, you can do it. Um, but in our case, we get paid once. Thankfully, my, my income's a little bit bigger. So we get more of the money right at the very beginning of the month, which makes things a little bit nicer. Uh, and then we get all the extra that she makes. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and we uh, love to give to our church. Uh, I don't know who you are out there. If you're going to a church, if you give to the church, um, we put in 10% of our monthly take home. Um, however, if you are out there and you uh, you don't like feel like you can do that, give. That's That's really the most important thing that I can think of is just give. Put that in your budget too. So that way you know that you're giving this much this month. And you can you can be okay with just giving whatever that amount is that you're giving. Um, giving is something that you don't want to be forced into. You don't want to feel coerced into doing it. Um, giving should be out of the fruit mm -hmm. of your heart and out of the abundance that you have. So give as much as you would like. Um, we put 10% in here just to make it easy. Um, but 
give whatever you would like. So in this case, we're giving 10% of our, our monthly take home, uh, and that equals $454. And then we have another philanthropy line because we like to give outside just of just extra. the church. And so we'll give extra to whatever else we're feeling like giving yeah. that month. Um, so whatever maybe. you're giving to. Even just a fun little idea for that is like sometimes maybe just use that and like create a meal, make a meal for someone. And so sometimes we'll use that or just, just like ideas like that are yep. kind of close to our heart and budgeting makes it um, just great because then it's in the line, it's in the budget and yep. it's just like, okay, that's the amount we can use for extra this month. Yep. And that's what we have. And at, if you have extra in other places that you want to give extra in, like it doesn't all have to just be budgeted, but this, especially if you're married, this helps you guys say, okay, this is what we're doing together. Yeah. And uh, hey, if you have an idea during a month and you're like, hey, I want to give a little bit of extra, then talk about it, you know, agree upon it. Um, that's what's most important with that. So this is in the case of a married person. If you're single, you would do the same thing, but just with your own budget, mm -hmm. uh, with your own income. Mm -hmm. um, so in the case of this, it's really important just to have your giving right at the top. I think that's also important mm -hmm. because having the giving right there keeps your priorities straight. Mm -hmm. You know, it keeps my priorities are to be abundant, be someone who does give. And that I think also helps you in the future when you're making even more money, you know, which most people are going to make more money through the course of their life. Um, statistically, you can give more mm -hmm. and you have that top of mind when you're making more money. If you've been making it a practice to give first yeah. and to have giving at the top. So it's just a cool little way to do it and have it on paper in a way to remind you, Hey, let's give first. Um, and then your debts. List out your debts. Uh, so in case you don't know what those debts are, you have credit card bills, you have car notes, that is a debt. If you have your mortgage, that is a debt. Uh, if you have any other thing where you owe someone money, list it out. Um, you should list out whatever that payment is, the lowest payment, um, all of your actual uh, payments, your monthly payment, list it out so that way you know what is going where and there is no doubt in your mind of what is actually going out to these people. Um, and then there's no, there's no question between you and whoever you're working with about what is being paid in debt. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys are being very clear with each other. So I think that's important to have mm -hmm. in there as well. Uh, then list out your savings mm -hmm. and or expenses here. I like to have savings up front um, because it also has priorities. Yeah. It's for us savings well, slash investing and, is important. And it's good in a budget to like start with the income that you're making and then kind of at, like you're kind of not hinting at, but like basically saying, right up top what's the most important down to like what can be maybe taken off if you need that money for something else yep yep and so what the way that we have it right now we're trying to pay off our debts so debts are right there next to our giving because uh -huh. we want to be very intentional about paying off our debts uh -huh. um, so obviously 
you can have priorities and not have them set up in this way, sure. you know, but this is just how we do it and how yeah. it helps remind us and we find it to be a good way. Uh, so your savings, your emergency fund and your car repair fund. This one right here is, I think, a must for everybody. Um, and I, a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to tell you, you have to do this. You have to do it this way. You have to think about it the way I think about it. The emergency fund is one where I'm just like, most Americans just don't do it. And that shows and then through the way that people think and the way that people act when they're in financial turmoil. It shows that Americans don't have emergency funds and don't even think about it. Yeah. So this is the only one that I'll be kind of a little bit of a, a hard head and be like, get yourself an emergency fund. Put money aside <laughs> for emergencies. Yeah, because if something happens, where is it going to come from? Are you going to have to take out a credit card and swipe that? Are you going to have to sell your car? All these things, you know, if you just have some money set aside, usually it's about a three-month um, all expenses amount. Some people like six months total, which is what our goal would be. Um, and yeah, it's just frees you up when yep. anything happens. You don't have to really worry. You might be frustrated that something happened, but then you can pay it. And then move on and just keep with your goals and not everything's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's important. We have a, a story a couple months ago. We went to go get our cars inspected. And when we were getting them inspected, uh, the inspector told me that I needed four new tires on my car. And that was almost a thousand dollar. No, it was a thousand. It was a thousand one hundred bucks. Now that I remember, it was a thousand one hundred dollar expense. And that was annoying. It sucks when you have to shell out a thousand one hundred bucks. Yeah. But unexpectedly, we had it in our car repair repair fund, and in some of our emergency fund. Um, so we had what we needed to be able to pay it. Mm -hmm. um, but it was annoying. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is, we had a car repair fund. We had an emergency fund. So we had the funds set aside to cover exactly that. Um, so it makes it a little less annoying because you're like, oh, well, I have it for this purpose. But it's still annoying to shell out 1100 bucks. You would prefer to keep that and keep continue growing that, mm -hmm. right? Um, so yeah, car repair funds, emergency funds, I can't stress those enough. I um, We yeah, contribute we to our them. emergency fund and continue to try to grow that because we want to have a good emergency fund set into place. We're focusing on paying off all of our debt right now, but there's a very short period of time until all of our debt is gone. And so uh, we don't have it as big as we would like it to be because we're focusing on paying off all that debt. Yeah. But after that's done, we'll make it big. And then once we have it big, we'll leave it there. And then if any emergencies come, we can use it. And then we'll you know, shift our focus from whatever we're focusing on then to fill it back up yeah. and then continue going on with our lives. But it makes things that are just hard less hard because you already have that there um so that's the emergency fund and your car repair fund those are important ones yep. other savings is things like investing mm -hmm. uh so you would also put that in into here or you could just put a separate section for investing mm -hmm. um investing and saving are the same thing in one sense saving you can in your mind you can make the separation and say that savings is just putting the money aside Versus the investing is actually putting it into something, buying something with it that's mm -hmm. growing in value. Um, but either way, 
I would put it under savings because that's how much we're putting from putting aside from our money and putting it into our investments. Yeah. So getting your investments in here, um, we'll talk more about investments on another episode, uh, but that is an important line in your budget. So don't forget to do that. And don't forget to know what's going out into your investments. Uh, so we'll talk about that at another time. Now let's talk about your expenses. Uh, so this is a fun line for Liana and I, because uh, this is where we get to talk about some of those things that are actually going to be, you know, moving throughout the month. You know, we're actually moving a lot of money in this. And you'd actually be surprised with all the money that you move in a month. So let's go ahead and talk about this. So food. Food, our food line is our grocery line. Mm -hmm. uh, we could more aptly name it grocery because we have a different line that is more of our date, date night. night eating out kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, we typically do about $100 a week. Uh, and we've found that that actually does align mostly with what we do. We eat at home a lot and we cook at home a lot. Mm -hmm. We do like to eat out a lot. I like eating out, but we do cook here a lot. Um, so in our food line, we do about $100 a week. So that's $400 within the month. Um, then you'll have uh, your monthly miscellaneous, which we have separate miscellaneous lines. Um, we have, like we said earlier, an account that she has, an account that I have, that we'll send this miscellaneous money to. Mm -hmm. uh, so why don't we say probably what? $100, $100 each. Yeah. With this kind of, uh, with this uh, income, uh, $100 seems to be pretty reasonable mm -hmm. to me. That gives you $25 extra a week that you can just use and whatever you want to use yep. it on. Going out for um, lunch, coffee, all Which those kinds we of also things. don't know how much money we've already spent. Uh, let's see. Your total expenses. This is where you would total up all of the stuff that you've already spent money on. Uh, but let's go ahead and get all the other numbers in there, and then we can do that final tonal at the very end. Uh, so it's February, so we're going to do some Valentine's Valentine's yeah, Valentine's Day stuff. We're sending each other Valentine's. Yep, I'm going to Walmart, getting those little sticky ones, and you put a little like sticker <laughs> on, and then you open it up, and it has candy. Uh, so why don't we put like 50 bucks okay. for Valentine's this month? Um, and then in gas money... My car takes up a lot of gas, uh, and Liana's doesn't. So why don't we say probably around four hundred dollars too yeah. in gas um, this month, and then insurance for cars. Uh, for cars, you want to list out all your insurance. It's not just for cars; it's for all insurances that yeah. you have. So life insurance, home renters. insurance, renters insurance. Renters insurance is pretty cheap. I don't really know how much uh, home insurance is. We don't own a home, so I'm not really sure what that is. Um, but down here, you would also then include your rent, your other expenses, uh, which you could put those in a separate category if you'd like for housing, um, but we'll have them down here instead. So insurance, uh, what would probably 250, yeah. 300, since we don't, since we don't actually have uh, a home will go with 250 yeah. Gym membership. Gym memberships, if you have those, go ahead and put it here. So I'll put $25 well, for that. And then YouTube. Subscriptions. Subscriptions. Next. Yep. Netflix. Netflix, I think, is uh, 14 bucks or so. So I'm going to put 
This I believe is 12, 12 and 14 and then 14 for that one then weekly date night we put we, about 200 bucks here typically yeah. for our date yeah night. So like we, get 50 we try bucks to a date night. do it once every friday or if we don't do that maybe something on saturday like breakfast or something like yep. that and sometimes if we have like a trip on the weekend we'll kind of use a little bit of the date night money towards like the food on the trip yep that works out for us yeah so we put about 200 bucks there and then you're going to list out your rent, which in Hampton Roads is actually quite expensive. Um, so I'm going to list out $1,500. Um, you probably can find good rentals at like $1,200, but then you got to include all your lighting utilities. and utilities. So whatever is included with that, I'm just going to list it as $1,500. Um, now that can go up depending on where in Virginia Beach, Norfolk, or Suffolk you're living, wherever you're living in the area, uh, that can go up or down. So this is a, probably a good estimate of an average uh, for maybe a two-bedroom uh, apartment, mm -hmm. um, but maybe one bedroom uh, in Virginia Beach would be about that price with utilities and all. Um, so we're going to list that out. And then if you can list out your utilities separate uh, because that'll also help you then compare utilities to other utilities. So if you're gonna go on Cox or if you're gonna go on Verizon Fios, you can actually compare those prices together versus if you just have them all in that one, you don't really know what you're paying on all those other things. Though you might know in your head, it's just good to have it on paper. Yeah. Um, and then any other expenses that you can think of for this month? No. That looks pretty good. No. But if you have any, like, um, if you know of any birthday parties or things coming up, oftentimes we'll put um, that expense in the line. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to do that this month, but. You can put birthday gift yeah. here. Let's do 20 bucks. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so if it's you have good. a birthday gift to give someone that month, yeah. that would be good to have there. What we always do at our little budget creating time is we always just look through anything that we're going to have to spend money on in that month and then just see does that go into some of the categories that we already have or do we need to make a separate line for that and then maybe take a little out of something or just make sure it all works out that's just how we do it yep All right, so now we're gonna add all of those expenses up. And look at that, $3,975.97. That's how much all the expenses in your month, including all your savings, your car repair fund, all of those things. Then look at what our paycheck is, $45.49. So in this remaining section, I typically put whatever the remainder is whatever the total is minus the expenses, and that gives you your remainder. So you go up here, click on this one, minus this one. And that means that we have $573 extra throughout this month that we could use and put towards something else. Yeah. So if we wanted to bolster the miscellaneous accounts we could give more to each other if we wanted to give another hundred bucks to each other for this month then we have 200 bucks that we can spend throughout the month that is just ours mm -hmm. to spend uh versus the full pot um 
So all of those would be so, so important to have within a budget. So then you know what you're spending. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you look at that, I mean, this is pretty conservative of some different things. I mean, um, the gas money, that's not conservative. I think that's pretty a pretty accurate amount for groceries that might be conservative for some but for yeah. us it works we don't really buy a whole lot of extra snacky things we mostly just focus on like meats milk vegetables. and drinks and yep. vegetables and we make all our bread at home and different things like that but yeah you don't have to make all your bread at home <laughs> you can include bread in the hundred dollar budget and it would still be pretty yeah. cheap uh, i'm just saying but like, she makes the bread at home and it's fantastic i'm just like saying like that's how people might be like, well, that's low. Well, yeah, if you don't get all the extras, it can be. Yeah. So if you have kids, sometimes you might want them to have snacks and that can add up. But yeah, yeah that's our budget that we usually do. And it just helps us a lot. Um, well, this is say. the budget that we would make off of this particular income. Yeah. Um, so some of these things are probably a little bit tougher to, to do and you'd have to stick to them. Uh, but this could be done. And I mean, again, you still have at this budget with what we've done, we've left 500, almost $600 worth of margin in our month with this current budget. So you can assign that 573 to anywhere else. But what you don't want to do is just leave this 573 there because you're going to spend it in some way. Yeah, that is that is the big temptation is if I just leave it there, I'm going I, you know, It'll just be out of sight, out of mind. I'll spend, I'll be like, oh, I still have a little bit of extra, so I can spend this this time. I can spend this this time. I can spend this this time. But this will help you become more disciplined. Put it into the lines that you think you're going to spend on. And then stick to it. Mm -hmm. That's... That's the that's the most important part is sticking to your budget. Yeah. Because then you're not taking a loan off of your next month by taking out of your savings accounts. Uh, you're not taking a loan on your future by pulling things out of your investments if you don't want to take out a loan. Yeah. And you're also not stealing from yourself by going and getting a loan and then having to pay extra money for that money that if you would have stuck to your budget you wouldn't have had to pay for all of those things. So these budgets, budgeting is a very important thing. We have thrived off of our budget. Um, and I think for married couples specifically, a budget is so crucial because this is the contract you both are making every single month mm-hmm. together. This is the agreement we say, hey, this is what we're doing with our money. This is the plan. And this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And then if if you want to change the budget, that's you can do that. You can do that, but you have to talk to each other. And what what can happen is if a couple does not have this budget, you know, they might one person might spend more. They might spend more and more and more, and then they don't even know how much they're spending, and now it becomes an issue, becomes an argument. It becomes yeah. something that they have strife over versus yeah. when we're talking about it, when we're saying, "Hey, you know, I think my miscellaneous budget is too small. Like, I think I, I, I do actually want a little bit more throughout the month. Like, that's an okay thing to say, you know? That's an okay, and you you work for the money that you guys are bringing into the pot as well. It's yeah. not just the other person. And not only that, even if it wasn't, the, even if it was one person that was working and wasn't, it's our money. So you have a right to ask for what you want to do with our money because you are the other person in that equation. Uh, so uh, 
the budget is such a cool and important thing for a couple to do uh, because it will it will help you both win with the money you guys are bringing in yeah. um, and it can help you grow your marriage and, and really, you know, be better at communication. So Yeah, better at communication and then you just really reach those goals that sometimes might seem just like they're in the air, but no, if you make a plan for them, you can actually reach them and you actually stick to everything, then you can actually reach them. Yep. Yeah, so budgeting is a really cool thing. I really love it. Liana has come to enjoy it yeah. at least a little bit. Okay, um, and so uh, we, uh, if you have any questions about budgeting, feel yeah. free to reach out. Uh, we're actually going to do an episode in the future where we're going to talk about um, actually like making meals and having a hundred dollar weekly budget. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you can eat meals for a whole week, a whole five day work week mm-hmm. on a hundred bucks. Like that's, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's awesome that we're able to do that and yeah. we are able to do that. And, you know, again, it's not always perfectly 100. It could be 105, it could be 110 or it could be 90 yeah. or 80. You know, there's been weeks that we've only spent 80 bucks. Yeah, and sometimes it's a little lower one week, a little higher, just a little higher, but yep. it usually always equals out to that amount yeah. that we said. So we'll do an episode on that and we'll actually show you meals that we make and we'll bring our meal plan in and show you what... What well, we plan for the week, and then we go to the grocery store with a plan. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that in a future episode. But this was fun. I yeah. was glad that we were able to come in and do a budget together. Me too. Um, Me too. If you struggle with budgeting, uh, I would love to help you out with budgeting. Uh, I'd love to help you make a plan for your money. Uh, so feel free to reach out. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's all for us today. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me and I hope you guys have enjoyed my lovely co-host, my lovely wife. Uh, and we will see you on the next one. Bye.